welcome to the MLB Strategy Show, Thursday, September 24th. Six-game slate for today. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are brought to you by Yahoo Sports, the presenting sponsor of the MLB Strategy Show. I'm excited to talk a little bit about six games. Adam, how are you feeling about today's baseball slate? Good. I, I'm enjoying baseball right now. I've had a couple of good, good days in a row, so always makes it a little bit more fun to talk about. Yeah, uh, any day that you have a decent like day, you definitely want to talk about that slate or like the sport the next day for sure. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like even if I didn't have a show, I'd be like, ah, I wish I had a show. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like yesterday wasn't anything great for baseball. Like I won the I won a tournament two days ago. Yesterday I just profited, but even yeah. that, it's just like, oh, baseball's fun now. Like screw basketball. Yeah, I, I know exactly how you well. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel in the past two days. That's for sure. Uh, that's not important, though. No. Uh, on your way in the door, please hit the thumbs up button. Helps us out tremendously. We've got a full day of content once again. You guys know the drill. Basketball, football, more baseball and basketball later on tonight. We've got NFL showdown content. I dropped a showdown video a uh, half hour ago for tonight's game. Dolphins Jags, quite the barn burner. Uh, I'm sure everybody's going to be really tuned in for that one. I woke up to a bunch of DMs between you and someone else about behind the scenes showdown and stuff. So I know you guys have been working hard. <laughs> this is a, like, this shouldn't even be a game. How does this end up on a Thursday primetime slate? Because I, I mean, I still think that Thursday games are punishment and that that's how they should be used. In which case you should have the Jags and Dolphins all the time. Maybe, I guess. I don't it's bad. It's just bad. These two teams should not, they should have to play on like a Tuesday afternoon or something so that most people don't watch it. This game should like, there should be something on the line. Like you should have games like this, but there's like relegation. If only I would give anything for relegation. It's the only right, let's, let's dive into some baseball here. Uh, we've got six games on the docket. Nothing too strange going on in the slate. Ownership projections are posted, so I'm ready to dive in if you are. Yep. Let's do it. First game up, Atlanta Braves, Miami Marlins. Five-run implied total for the Braves, four for the Marlins, 61% chance to win for Atlanta. Ian Anderson going for the Braves. Pablo Lopez going for the Marlins. Anderson picking up some love, 21% owned on DraftKings right now at 8,800. Let's just start there. How do you feel about Anderson? I think it's it's obviously a good matchup going against the Marlins. The price tag is a little higher than I would like, especially when you look at, well, one particular pitching option in that price range. But there, there's a couple mid-range options that I think look pretty good. So I understand why Anderson's getting ownership with it being a six-game slate, with it being a matchup against the Marlins, who have a sub for implied run total. Like that, That's all good, and I don't mind getting to Anderson. But I will say that he's not going to be the first guy to get to in that price range. Yeah, uh, I'm a little surprised to see that ownership where it is. Um, Corbin Burns, who we'll get to in a little bit, picking up even more love, $400 cheaper. That is obviously what I was referring to. Anderson just feels like he's trapped in between plays that are better than him. Um, yeah. Not entirely sure that I get that one. Do you have any interest in Lopez on the opposite side? Um, I'm pulling up the ownership projections now. Is he low owned, I assume? Lopez, 8%. Okay, so th that makes him kind of interesting to me. Um, I would, I mean, in, in terms of just like projection, I'd rather get to Christian Javier at $200 more. But with it being a six-game slate, it, it's obviously tough to differentiate and still be rostering guys that have some ability. Um, Pablo Lopez, I think, does have you know 
pretty decent stuff. He does have pretty decent strikeout ability. It's a ter- it's it's a rough matchup against the Braves, a team that has a lot of power, kind of mediocre uh, strikeout numbers. You know, there there are guys in here that will strike out at a high rate, but they're kind of mixed in with guys that that barely strike out at all. So it's purely a tournament play and, and purely you know a if he's low owned, this is a, a way that you can you know. Um, make make a unique team more so than I think this guy does well, but I do have some interest from that standpoint. Let's transition to the hitting now. Uh, nothing too wild coming in from both the Atlanta side and the Miami side. Uh, Braves aggregate ownership seven percent. Marlins aggregate ownership seven percent. Stands to reason that you prefer Atlanta. Uh, I do, at least from a high end perspective. Do you like the bats on either side of this game? Not, not really. Um, I mean, Atlanta obviously is the, the more appealing side. They're pretty expensive too, though. So it, it's more so if they're not getting a lot of ownership because of their pricing, I, I would be more inclined to go there. But with they're not being really pitching to, to pay up from this slate. I mean, Walker Bueller is the most expensive at 10K and he's coming back from, from injury. So um, I, I don't think you really have an issue getting expensive bats. So I'd only really want to get to Atlanta if they uh, aren't getting a ton of ownership. Atlanta fourth in the top stack tool right now. Um, Pretty far outpacing their ownership share. I have them as my fourth stack as well, but they come in as the 11th best value option. That's sort of what's like making the the problem here. Um, It's a great place to go, but you're probably going to have to sort of force it in. I don't think it's going to come up naturally all that often in optimizers given their price. Yeah, I mean, given the way the, the top stack tool looks right now, I, I definitely would be interested in Atlanta. Okay, yeah, same. Um, do you have a favorite Atlanta bat right now? Freeman? Yeah, 5,500 on DK, first base eligibility, 4,200 on FanDuel. Man, Acuna at 6,100. Not that I think it's like wrong or anything, but whew, that's a big number. I don't like much down at the bottom of the order. Albie's 5,500 hitting six. Just, that's just too big of a price tag, but you will get a little different. Austin Riley, uh, Austin Riley is always someone that I like in tournaments, especially, well, like not especially because if he's hitting in the middle of the order, like that's good too. But when he's sitting at the bottom of the order, I, I like him in tournaments because it just naturally drives the ownership down, but the salary is cheap. He has a bunch of power. He's a flawed hitter. I mean, he strikes out a lot, you know, to, but uh, he, he has a lot of power, and that's really all that I, I care about in tournaments. So um, it's something I mentioned in my lineup review article a couple of days ago when I rostered him. But uh, guys like that, like fitting them in the stacks at low ownership, I'm more than willing to give up the extra, you know, half of an in bat or whatever for him batting eighth when you consider that he's low owned, he's cheap, he uh, has a lot of power. So it, it's an easy way to like um, make a, a contrarian stack. Yeah, 3% ownership for Austin Riley right now. Uh, I, I like the idea of getting there. 3,600 on DraftKings. Third base eligibility, too. Uh, really makes an Atlanta stack work a lot better. Marlins side, uh, Corey Dickerson, Matt Joyce. I, I don't I don't really have a ton of interest in getting anything from Miami. Pretty low top stack odds. They're not expensive, but, I mean, they shouldn't be either. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything for the Marlins? No, I mean, the only thing that would possibly push them up for me is, is Ian Anderson's ownership. But I don't, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, they're they're cheap. Like Corey Dickerson at thirty four hundred is a good value, I think. Yeah. Um, Matt Joyce potentially batting cleanup at twenty three hundred does come with some pretty significant pinch hit risk, but it, it's a good value if he's sitting there. And then also the pinch hit risk does go down a little bit because of 
the new rule about having to face three batters. Like if you have Starling Marte, Garrett Cooper, Brian Anderson, and Jesus Aguilar sandwiched around Matt Joyce, there's less of a chance to bring in a lefty to face Matt Joyce. Anything else you want to touch on from Atlanta and Miami? No. To the Red Sox we go. Red Sox, 5.1 run implied total. Baltimore Orioles, 4.4. It's a 58% chance to win for Boston. Martin Perez going for the Sox. Alex Cobb going for the Orioles. Perez at 7% at 6,700 on DraftKings. Alex Cobb picking up no ownership. Are you going to either of the pitchers here? Probably not, at least not too much. I mean, like Perez has an 18% strikeout rate this year. Alex Cobb comes in at 17%. There's nothing really there that, that makes you feel really good. Martin Perez is walking 11% of hitters. Um, I don't think the Orioles are like a terrible offense. They, they're they not great, but I mean, they do have some bats that can do damage. It's not like you're just walking over these guys. Um, yeah, I, I don't really see getting to, to either guy. Yeah, neither one of these guys looks like someone you should be rostering with any sort of volume. Um, I'd prefer Perez to Cobb. Um, and if you want to go to Perez over, uh, is it Bubic or Bubic? Bubic. I, I didn't know what, what sort of uh, descent he had in uh, his previous or his, you know, his familial descent. What am I getting tagged in? Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> That's what I'm getting tagged in. Uh, yeah. So I don't hate the idea of getting a little bit more Perez just as an ownership difference, but at the same time, I'm not super interested in either one of these pitchers. Boston showing up third in the top stacks tool, a bit overowned. I actually have them second overall. Orioles showing up fifth, um, also showing up slightly overowned, but a much better value. Which side of the coin do you like more today? I like I like the Baltimore side if the ownership comes down. You know, this is a team that I've said pretty much all season. I like rostering at low ownership. Probably haven't actually done it as much as I, I should have. But if they're going to be popular, it's it's completely different because you're talking about a bunch of, you know, basically average to, you know, below average hitters. Um, but the thing is, they do have some power in this lineup. So if the ownership comes down on the Orioles, getting to guys like, you know, Mountcastle, Severino, Nunez, A's, all becomes pretty appealing to me. But if, if ownership's going there, then I, there, there's not a great argument for it since um they're it's not like they're actual great hitters yeah i i understand why they're getting the ownership i don't think that they are particularly interesting more likely to get to something from the orioles in a cash game than i think in a gpp scenario there's enough value out there right now whether that's kc detroit milwaukee you can find other bats in the mid threes. Uh, I think that Baltimore's upside isn't really there. On the Red Sox side, look, we know the guys that you don't mind having. Verdugo, Devers, Bogarts, JD, the guys that actually have, you know, pulses on this team. Do you like anything from the bottom of the Red Sox order? No. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like if I'm stacking the Red Sox, I'll obviously work them in just for the savings. But like if, if I'm just looking for a one-off, in like the you know mid 3k range there's i don't know five guys on the orioles that i would get to before any of the sub 4k red sox today no interest in bobby dalbeck not particularly like yeah i, I would mean, rather like, roster mount castle i would take mount castle or nunez before i took dalbeck yeah, I mean, if I'm rostering them individually, I agree. Dalbeck too far down in the lineup. I liked, I think Dalbeck in the seventh spot looks a lot like Austin Riley did for Atlanta. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the context of a Boston stack, fine. Um, okay. But just like as far as looking for value, I would yeah, yeah. be going to like so many Orioles bats over any of the cheap Red Sox bats. Yeah, Austin Hayes, 2,500. Um, sure. Yeah. Keep an eye on his ownership too, by the way, because he's someone that I had noticed it yesterday. Like he was in, I think the, in the $250 on DraftKings, he was 0.8% owned because he was sitting sixth, basically. Um, DJ Stewart was, I don't remember, but he was a lot more popular because he's sitting second or third. Um, So Hayes is someone that, you know, at that price tag, he is cheaper than his skill set really suggests. Like Hayes should be at least a mid three K guy. He's one of the best hitting prospects in the Orioles system. He's, not bad. Um, so if his ownership is basically non-existent just because he's not in a premium batting spot, uh, he's definitely someone that gives you, you can use his value in tournaments and you're not even really sacrificing upside. Given the Red Sox stance in the top stack tool and being uh, quite a bit under their current ownership share, are you assuming that's a, a more of a fade for you than a play? Yeah. With the owner, I mean, coming in as the highest owned team right now, there's, you know, I mentioned it when we talked about Atlanta, there's, I'm very comfortable in the mid range of pitching on this slate and basically just living there. So I don't anticipate needing to go to really cheap bats. Um, the top of the order is, is whatever, you know, Devers and Bogarts and Martinez, but uh, if they're getting the most ownership on the slate, I'd rather go to a team that actually has like a competent offense. I agree. Anything else for this game? Severino is probably one of the better individual catcher plays on the slate. See where I have him at catcher. Uh, dollar for dollar is probably first for me. Um, yeah. I'm with you. Com- comes in second just in terms of uh, likelihood of hitting his target score. So I-, I like that shout. Severino looks pretty good. To the Royals we go. Royals and Tigers. 5.2 run implied total for the Royals. 4.3 for the Tigers. Chris Bubich, Michael Fulmer. Bubich, 29% ownership. On DraftKings, 17 on FanDuel. You following that ownership against the Tigers? I think it's fine. Um, yeah. More so on, on the two-pitcher sites than on FanDuel. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. He's one of Kansas City's top pitching prospects. He's in the majors earlier than he otherwise probably would have been had we had a normal baseball season prior to this year. Uh, if I remember correctly, he hadn't pitched above high A. But he's been fine in the majors so far. He has a 22.2% strikeout percentage, 4.5 XFIP. Um, you know, decent stuff, gets gets some swings and misses and has a, a pretty solid matchup against the Tigers who, despite the fact that they've been really frustrating at times to roster pitchers against this season, not a collection of good hitters here and plenty of strikeouts in the lineup. So, uh, you know, no 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 issues going to a $6,600 Rubich on DraftKings. Yeah, I understand the ownership. I, I think if you do want to get different, I don't mind the extra $100 to Perez in a GPP. I don't think that those guys are that wildly different that one of them should be you know four plus times the ownership but i do think the boo which is a, a, the slightly better option i i think don't want yeah to like I, I agree with you there but i think um it's definitely a spot where you have to remember like the the construction of your lineup is what's really important there. like i, I do think Bubich is there's a big enough gap between Bubich and perez that i'm not going to just like look to be pivoting Bubich to perez a bunch but if I happen to have a more popular team of hitters, it's not a pivot that I'm particularly like concerned about making. Um, but but I do think like I don't think it's a situation where they where they're like the same and one's just way lower on. 
Like, I like the idea of using Perez with that Boston stack. If Boston's going right. to be chalky and that goes well, chances are Perez's ability to pick up a victory in that start is increased. I actually think the stacking works well there, especially with his low ownership. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's talk about bats. Kansas City tied for the top in the top stack odds. They are a little bit better than their ownership share. Fantastic from a value perspective. Uh, they are fourth in terms of top value, but there's sort of four teams at the top and then everybody else. So it looks like Kansas City grades out pretty well from Alex. I actually have them as my sixth top stack. Uh, I want to know where you come in. How do you feel about the Royals against Fulmer? I like it here. Um, I, I probably not quite as high as Alex. Um, like the thing with Kansas City is the top of the order is fine. Like Merrifield, Mondesi give you a lot of upside because of a combination of power and speed. Perez is normally going to be one of the better catcher options. Jorge Soler has a ton of power, and for God knows what reason, it's thirty one hundred on DraftKings right now. So like th those guys are all good. The problem is that like it drops off so much in terms of power and upside and, and everything once you get past those guys um the, the salaries really drop too though especially at the bottom of the order where the you know most expensive hitter is Alex Gordon at 2500 so it gives you a nice combination of being able to like, like you're paying for the guys that are good but then you're getting huge savings on the rest of your stack which is nice it's just always a team that I'm hesitant to go to when they're getting a lot of ownership because kind of like we we're talking about with the Orioles they have guys that have power and have speed but as a whole they're a very mediocre group of of players and when you're you're talking about you know 10 plus percent of, of a tournament stacking them or having them it's not that high probability because they're just not that good so i get a little hesitant when when ownership gets that high on them but i do think it's a good spot you know former still working his way back from injury hasn't been very good uh detroit's pitching in general behind them not very good so i do think it's a good spot for kansas city i think i'm probably just somewhere between you and alex yeah, the, the Solaire price tag is just full-on incorrect. Very clearly the best option in the game relative to his price. He's got to be one of the best just cash plays on the slate. Yeah. Uh, do I have it in front of me right now that I could look at it? I don't. It, it, it's got to be very much near the top. It's just that price tag is just fully wrong. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really the easiest way to describe it. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm just relatively neutral on the Royals. Uh, not, I don't think that they have the same odds of being a top stack as the Dodgers today. That seems a little bit high. Like I think you, you like that. I think you gain with the Royals by having the ability to get some value options at the bottom. So I, I have no issue with their ownership. I, I would expect to be around the field on Kansas City. I would expect to be nowhere near the field on the Tigers. Uh, they have the similar top stack odds to their ownership share. They are the best value stack of the day. Does that matter to you, or are they just the optimizer play for today? The the one thing I think they have working for them is the ownership going to Bubich. Like, yeah. Bubich is, we, we talked about him, you know, he's, he's fine. I think he's a good play, but he's far from like a... a finished MLB product that you can feel confident in what you're getting start to start. So knowing the inconsistency that's there, it gives some upside to the Tigers. And then you figure that close to a third of the field is going to have Nubich in their lineups. The Tigers do work as a leverage play there and they're really cheap. So, you know, you can do whatever you want with the rest of your, your bats and your pitching. So from that angle, they have some value to me just because of the leverage they offer, but they are getting enough ownership where I don't think it's going to, 
end up being like a, a top team I get to. But I do like them more than I would if, for example, Bubich were getting like Martin Perez's ownership. Does make sense. Uh, obviously, Bubich getting ownership because of the slate, not necessarily because of him. And at that point in time, getting onto the Tigers is a little bit more interesting. I just worry that they're getting their ownership just because they show up and because right. no one is more expensive than thirty four hundred. They'd be a lot. They'd be a lot more valuable stack if you had like yesterday's slate where you had Bieber and Bauer and Giolito and Glassman at the top. Yeah, that it seems like they're showing up for reasons that you don't really need today. Right. It's basically your lineup's going to project a little bit better if you stack the Tigers and then get like three different $5,700 one-offs in your lineup. But as far as like upside in your lineup and range of outcomes, you're not doing any better by doing that than by stacking a real offense and paying 4500 for your one-offs. Anything else in Royals-Tigers? Who's your favorite Tigers bet? Bonifacio at 2,500. Uh, I thought today was going to be the day that you actually named my boy. Candelario? Yeah. I was looking at Castro or Bonifacio. Okay, fair enough. I'm going with Candelario because I think that's in my contract that I have to. <laughs> All right, free content for today. Buckle up, everybody. We got a lot of it. NFL showdown rankings free today. NFL week three projections are free today. So if you are playing the NFL this Sunday, uh, you can get a look at Alex's projections today. They will not be free moving forward. So you're going to want to do it today. NBA ownership rankings are free. Uh, if you want to get ready for Nuggets Lakers tonight and then MLB projections, since you're listening to the MLB show, that one is the most important to you. Come check out our MLB projections free today on the site. And look, shout out to Yahoo for being the presenting sponsor of this show. Use the promo code OSMO to get yourself $30 in YSRPs. You're going to find softer competition. You're going to find limited management fee contests or no management fee contests. They will be the best contests you'll find in the industry, barring any overlay. Anytime that you can spend a little bit less on the back end, it's going to help out your ROI throughout the entire year as much as you're trying to play limiting the fees on the back end will be really helpful they've got csv upload they've got csv edit so it's going to be a similar experience you're just going to face softer competition uh, it's not always going to be 150 max lineup so you can play a limited fields as well i recommend checking it out make better choices choose yahoo daily fantasy and now we move to the rangers rangers and astros 3.9 run implied total for the Rangers, 4.5 for the Strohs. Lance Lynn going for Texas. Christian Javier going for the Astros. A lot of ownership coming to both pitchers. Lance Lynn on FanDuel, 19% owned. On DraftKings, 28. Christian Javier on FanDuel, 29% owned at 7,400. DraftKings, also 7,400, 36% owned. How are you handling the pitching here? Open question. I, I like both sides of it. Um, when you factor in salary, I, I guess I'd say I prefer the Javier side because he's cheaper and because he's facing the Rangers, which you know has been just an absolutely fantastic spot to be in all season long. Uh, comes into the game with a 25% strikeout percentage, 9% walk percentage, which is actually relatively low considering his minor league numbers. So that, that's been good to see. Uh, the Rangers, just not a good lineup. Um, really nothing in there outside of Joey Gallo that you're particularly concerned about. So I think all that looks good for Javier. The price tag is really good. Uh, coming off his last time out through 77 pitches. Um, going back to the beginning of September, he was getting up over 90. So that at least should be relative, able to go, you know, relatively deep into the game, at least for his salary. So no real concerns there. I think he looks really good. As far as Lynn goes, I 
think he's kind of, he's cheaper than he probably should be, but I still, even though the Astros have struggled, I still have respect for for their hitters. I mean, with or without trash cans, these guys do still have all have the pedigree of just being you know, good, good hitters. I they're still not a team that I'm looking to target. I, I do think Lynn's really good. He comes in with a 25 or sorry, 26.8% strikeout percentage, uh, you know, good, good pitcher. I think that on a lot of slates, he wouldn't be getting that much ownership. It's just that there's not really any options at the top. So that, that drives up the ownership. Uh, I would expect to get more Javier, but I'm, I'm fine if Lynn just kind of lands in, in my lineups. You prefer Lynn or Walker Bueller? Corbin Same Burke. ownership right now. Um, did you I said Corbin Burns but oh, okay. <laughs> yeah um Lynn because I don't know how deep they let Bueller go into the game yeah uh they both have essentially 27 percent ownership Lance Lynn 700 cheaper I think uh it's easier to get to Lynn in my opinion yeah I mean so and with Bueller I mean I, we'll talk about it more later but if I if I come to the conclusion that they're gonna let him like that my guess is they're going to let him go deeper or, or go, you know, pitch normally. Um, then I think I would lean toward Bueller, but I do think it's close. Okay. Rangers bats, uh, second from the bottom in the top stack odds, Houston, middle of the pack. Neither one of them getting all that much ownership. I have the Rangers eighth. I have the Astros third. I would much rather get to the Astros against Lance Lynn's ownership. Now, like it's not exciting. I think Lance Lynn is good. Um, it's not going to be a good spot, but I think they're going a little bit under-owned. Uh, do you like either side for hitting? I, I think I mostly agree with you. I wouldn't say that the Astros are third for me, but I agree like with the theory that Lynn's getting ownership, the Astros have talent in their lineup, and they're not getting a lot of ownership. So just from, from the talent standpoint, you know, we talk about it a lot with offenses that – if they're facing a good pitcher, I mean, it's not like they're facing Shane Bieber or, or something like they're facing a good pitch, a good pitcher in Lynn, but that's going to drive the ownership down. Plus Lynn has ownership. You're just betting on the talent. You know, we talk about it with the Dodgers a lot when they're facing good pitching, you're just betting on getting a relatively low owned bunch of really, really good hitters from the Astros. So from that standpoint, I, I think it's, it's fine. It is, you know, relatively low probability. Like Lynn's a good pitcher. If you run this slate a thousand times or this matchup a thousand times, Lynn's going to beat the Astros more than the Astros beat him. But just from a talent and ownership standpoint, there's some appeal there. Oh, man. Rangers bats, Willie Calhoun, Joey Gallo. That's probably the extent of it for me. Yeah, um, that, that's about it. Um, I, I guess Nick Solak at no ownership is kind of okay. Yeah, like Solak, Odor, those guys fit in if you're like mini stacking or actually stacking, you know, God bless you if you're stacking the Rangers still. But, you know, they, they fit in. But the guys that I'm actually looking at and want, like Joey Gallo, um, I, I, I'm having trouble with the website that I use for, uh, for for splits. But going from memory, Christian Javier has had a massive home run issue to lefties this year. Um, and assuming that my memory is right, that would make Joey Gallo look great and it would make Calhoun look good. Too. Favorite Astros bet? Kyle Tucker. Wow, deep cut. Yeah, seven percent well, ownership. I would, yeah, I mean, I prefer left-handed bats against Lynn, and I prefer Tucker to Brantley. So Springer for me, only eight percent ownership in the leadoff spot. Um, I'll take my chances. All 
right. Cardinals and Brewers. Cardinals three and a half run implied total. Brewers four. That's a 56% chance to win for Milwaukee. Quang Young Kim going for the Cardinals. Uh, Corbin Burns going for the Brewers. Kim getting no ownership. Corbin Burns, 36% owned on DK at 8,400, 11% owned on FanDuel at 10.6. Sounds to me like 36% is not going to be what you'll have. You'll have a few shares more. Talk to me yeah. about Corbin Burns. Uh, so I wanted to go back real quick because I got the numbers on, on Fangraphs for Javier. Um, against lefties this year, 2.08 home runs per nine, only a 20% strikeout percentage compared to a 32% strikeout percentage against righties. So the lower strikeout numbers combined with the homer issues uh just looks really good for for gallo um but yeah i mean as far as burns goes he shouldn't still be this cheap he comes in with the highest strikeout percentage on the slate at 37.6 percent he's had a little bit of a of, of walk issues he's at 10 percent, but not allowing power striking out basically everyone this is someone that when he came up last year he was basically lights out against right-handed hitters but was really struggling against lefties didn't have a way to get them out a uh, bit of a pitch mix change this year and now he's just getting out everybody um you know, decent matchup against the Cardinals. Not not one that I love, but definitely not one that I'm, I'm shying away from either. Um, against lefties this year, 37.7% strikeout percentage, 37.4% uh, against righties. So really just striking out everyone that he faces now, regardless of, of what side of the plate they're from. He should just not still be a, a mid-range pitcher. And especially with it being a six-game slate, I have no issue just jamming in as much Corbin Burns as I can get. Am I crazy to like Kim at no ownership? I mean, I, I know what you mean by like, so no. If if you actually are looking at it, actually, like, sorry, not no ownership, eight and a half percent. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, he's not he's not a bad pitcher. The strikeout numbers leave you wanting more. He comes in at about sixteen percent on the year. Um, the Brewers are kind of whatever as an offense. Like they have some hitters in there that are dangerous, but overall you're not too concerned about, you're basically not concerned once you get past Keston Hura in the lineup. So uh, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I would personally probably just be looking to be contrarian at bats and roster Christian Javier over him. Okay. Yeah. Cause he is sand sandwiched in between Burns and Javier, both guys at like 35% ownership. Yeah. He's, you know, one sixth of that or, Less so. I just don't think the ceiling for Kim is even comparable to Javier and especially Burns. Yeah, uh, six strikeouts against this Milwaukee team ten days ago went yeah, seven so that's innings. Like, that's like two innings for Burns. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not like pointing to one game as like, oh right. yeah, he can do this, but you know, it's always good to see that he had this matchup, was able to go seven innings. It's the deepest he went in any start. Um, you know, if you got seven innings and six Ks out of Kim today, you'd be pretty happy, I yeah, would imagine. Yeah. My, my concern with him is the pivot is basically like his, I mean, best start, obviously, is basically what you just said. But like, you're happy if you get like a seven inning, you know, five strikeout start from him and he doesn't give up any runs. Yeah. With with Javier and to, like, to a greater extent with Burns, these guys can give up like three runs and still just beat Kim because they strike out so many guys. That's a that's a very good point. Yeah, I'm only looking at this if you're playing very large field contests, trying to get a little different at pitcher. He is sandwiched between two guys that are picking up the ownership. Uh, I don't advocate for like I think both of those guys should be owned more than him and are projected better than him. Uh, it just stood out to me when I saw it uh, on my sheet. 
Cardinals bats, Brewers bats. Uh, I assume that the Cardinals bats are dead last for you. They're dead last in the top stack odds. They're dead last for me. I don't really want to add anything to Cardinals bats unless you think that there's some leverage there. Uh, I don't know. That's something we talked about before. Like, I think that there's a difference between saying this pitcher is highly owned and this pitcher is higher owned than he should be. Unless his owner, unless Burns ownership really climbs, I would rather just be getting more Corbin Burns than saying, oh, I'm going to start playing Cardinals against him. Um, he's just been that good. Uh, on the other side, I do have some interest in the Brewers. Um, Kim has been good at limiting power so far, but, you know, it doesn't miss bats. Uh, Keston Hero's salary has finally started to come down. He's 4,600 on DraftKings after seemingly being, being like 5,300 all season long. He has power and speed, strikes out a ton, but now you're facing a pitcher that doesn't miss bats. So I do have some interest there. And then you have really cheap pricing on Ryan Braun and a $2,400 salary on Avisayo Garcia. I, I, I don't know what, what's going on with Garcia's price. That's the, uh, so that's the best play of the day, right? It, it's got to be up there. Like it's if, he, if he's leading off, that's the right. best play of the day. Yeah, it's in like Jorge Soler territory where you look and you're just like, how did that happen? Um, yeah, it, it's it's just like on Kettle Marte the last two days where he's suddenly a $2,900 hitter for the Diamondbacks. That's craziness. Yeah, Gar- Garcia, it should be probably the first outfielder you put into your lineup in a GPP if he does, in fact, hit first for the Brewers. Kim, a lefty, it's even helpful in that regard. Uh, I like, I guess I like getting to the Brewers. I think they're the best value stack of the day. Hira and Yelich, you know, 4,600. Everybody else is 3,100 or below. Really easy to get to Milwaukee. Um, Right-handed power, not great in St. Louis, but they're going to have eight righties up against Kim. So they're getting owned where I expect them to be. Uh, Alex has them 7% odds of being the top stack, 9.7% ownership share. So you, you would expect it to be outpaced a little bit because they're the second best value stack of the day. Don't really mind getting to Milwaukee. I wish the run total was a little higher. Is that respect for Kim or lack of respect for Milwaukee? Probably both. Um, I think Kim you know, has been pretty decent. You know, 0.79 home runs per nine, four and a half XFIP. It's not like he's a bad pitcher, but you also, you know, once you get past Tierra, um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Tyrone, Tyrone Taylor is. Um, I do know who Orlando Garcia, Luis Urias, and Jacob Nottingham are, and they're not guys that are going to be contributing to runs for the Brewers all that all. Hi, Taylor. Isn't he the guy that got a, a needle to the lung on Sunday? That, that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's one of the most ridiculous stories I've seen in a while. It's, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I can't imagine how bad that hurts. I can't imagine how pissed off he is. Like, he, this, this is a guy that, like, with the Bills, just for whatever reason, couldn't get a starting job. Like, yeah, don't don't know why. It finally gets on another team. They're like, okay, you're our starter, and the doctor's just like, nah, screw that. <laughs> yeah, giving the old stab to the ribs. My bad, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what that could feel like, but I assume awful. Right? Well, then I love like they're like, yeah, we think he'll be back next week, and the doctors are just like, no, he's not gonna be back next week. Like, he has a punctured lung. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Not good. Not good. Anyway, this isn't an NFL show. That's coming up immediately after this, by the way. So tune in at 11 a.m. Dodgers and A's, 5.3 run implied total for the Dodgers, 3.7 for the A's, 66% chance to win for L.A. As we mentioned, Walker Bueller going for the Dodgers. Mike Fires going for Oakland. Bueller, 27% owned. 
how long do you think he goes is pretty much the answer to this because I think that we would be in agreement. He's probably the best pitcher on the slate. Like, yeah, so considered. Um, one thing I forgot to mention when you, you were asking about the Kim ownership at that price point, if I'm making that pivot, I'd rather go to Pablo Lopez. I think his strikeout stuff's just better. I didn't know. Um, but as far as Bueller, so I've kind of been thinking about it throughout the show because at least as of right now, it's sort of a guessing game. He threw he threw 90 pitches in his simulated outing, at least according to the source on the DK blurb. Um, my first thought was that I don't trust Dave Roberts and that he'd be that that he could just you know throw five innings and, and move on like the playoffs are coming up. But I think it's probably more likely that they give him like a normal start if he did throw 90 pitches because the playoffs are coming up. Like they, they need him to be ready to go. He hasn't thrown more than, you know, he hasn't, he threw 61 pitches, 71 pitches his last two times out. He hasn't thrown 90 pitches since August 21st. You would think that they would like to get there and then be full go for his first playoff start. So um, unless I hear otherwise, I'm, I'm going to go under the assumption that he is good to throw like 90 pitches here. I have him in for four and a half innings. That puts him like a, a half step behind Lance Lynn. I think that I would just be paying up for a lot more Walker Bueller and Lance Lynn and almost fully ignoring Ian Anderson. I do agree with that. Um, I, I think that the thing that potentially keeps me from getting the more, more Bueller and Lynn is just going Javier and Burns. Okay. But yeah, I, I think I'd be, I'd rather, I don't think it'll be tough to get from Anderson to Bueller. I think they're just too close in price. Dodgers, number one in the top stack tool from Alex. Uh, pretty expensive, clear across the board. Worst odds of being a top value, but that's not why you're rostering them. They are my number one stack as well. Uh, I don't have a ton to add here. I assume you like the Dodgers. Uh, are they your top stack? Yeah. Uh, stacking against Mike Fires seems like it never goes well for me. It's always the game where he like figures out how to miss bats. But... I mean, the Dodgers just have so much power. There hasn't really been a stack that we've talked about on this slate that you absolutely love. They're not getting a ton of ownership, which is nice. Um, you know, things would change if the ownership goes through the roof, but uh, they're expensive enough that I don't expect that to be the case. It's it's just such a good lineup. And it's also a nice one to stack because you can be somewhat contrarian within it, even when they are getting a lot of aggregate ownership because really one through nine, they have power in this lineup. So like we had talked about with Austin Riley from the Braves, there's basically, no matter what the lineup is, there's going to be multiple Austin Riley type guys in this lineup that are batting seven, eight, nine, and still are like above average power hitters. So you can get to them, have a relatively contrarian Dodger stack and then move on. Favorite Dodgers bat for today. Jock at 3,300 if he's in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one that I'm going with as well. We haven't, I haven't projected to hit eighth. Uh, very clearly, the guy that I want to go to, full stop. Do you like anything from Oakland against Walker Bueller? I like their top stack odds right now, like relative to ownership. I don't know that I necessarily agree with it, yeah. but they, I mean, they do have power. Like Chapman not being in the lineup hurts. Um, the A's are a team that when they're low owned, I like rostering them just because of how much power they have. You know, I guess there is some, at least some question mark about Bueller here, you know, coming back from, from the IO. Six game slate, very little ownership on Oakland. I, I get the argument, especially in large field tournaments to, to take some shots there. I don't think it's a high probability spot. It's not one that I would want like a lot of money invested in. Um, and if I can only roster one, I would rather go to Bueller. Give me a one-off Jake Lamb today. 
Uh, lefty power plays up in LA. Uh, 3,200 first and third eligibility. That's a spot where I would like to try to buy a home run if possible. Not a high likelihood op- outcome, but he's going to be unowned. If you want the full-on flyer type play, go to Jake Lamb. I don't have anything else. Uh, let's sum it all up. Favorite stacks for the day, most likely pitching combinations for you. Most likely pitching combination, Burns, Javier with some Lynn and uh, Bueller mixed in. Um, favorite stacks, the Dodgers. I do like the Orioles if their ownership comes down a little bit. And shocked I, and I like to hear Brewers. that you like the Orioles. What do you say? I would not have expe- shocked to hear you like the yeah. Orioles. I would not have expected that from an Orioles fan. That's a hot take to say the least. Guys, that will do it. Please hit the like button on your way out the door. Tons of content coming up throughout the day. We'll have an MLB live before lock later on. Shout out to Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor of this show. We love to have them. And thanks for joining us. It's been great. Good luck tonight. Adam and I will talk to you again. I don't know when. I don't. What's the schedule look like? Will we have an MLB strategy show next Thursday? This is Adam and I's slot. We will find out. So good luck tonight, guys. We'll talk to you later.